0: Thank you. I did I oh, think yeah. I did last. Day. Yeah, you just did. You just did. I forgot that we've gone through enough. Well, well, hi. Um. <laughs> so we are recording? Yeah, we Hello. are recording. Uh so I wanted to talk about, I'm pulling up my notes. Sorry, I'm taking forever. I wanted to talk about dildos. Yay. Hooray! And vibrators, because they're kind of also yeah, kinda, good. I'm also going to take out my headphones because it's just too much hearing my voice echo. I can't do it anymore. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with vibrators because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot more um, things there. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I'm just, I am just—I wrote down a bunch of different things. I wanted to start with a very common th- uh, thing, the idea that vibrators were invented by doctors for treating women with, with hysteria. Yeah. Um, which uh, you said you've li- listened to Maintenance, maintenance Phase. So you may have heard mm-hmm. this episode where they pre- basically talked good. about the fact that like another researcher came along and said, hey, I went through their research and found no evidence of this. And they only one person ever actually was, uh, came up with this, this theory. Um, but uh, they also mentioned that no one has actually fact-checked the fact checker so <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that was master. a wild episode it was yeah, very yeah it's good. a very wild episode i highly recommend listening to maintenance phase we've now recommended them twice maybe more so um, good. but they do a really good job of talking about vibrators it's pretty fun um so let's see so uh there's actually a lot of uh, evidence that vibrators were actually originally invented for people with penises um uh, especially people with prostates, uh, so get you, know, you some. That's that's. I think it's just important to note that vibrators are not just for vulvas. That they they work for everybody, and everybody should try out a vibrator. They're really good. Yeah. Um, another like fun little thing, a uh, famous uh, tale is Cleopatra inventing the first vibrator. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that with before. The bees. the bees inside of a hollowed out dildo. Um, there's zero (laughs) evidence that (laughs) this is real absolutely nothing and i just wanted to make like a side comment that it's very annoying that cleopatra like ruled an empire for like 22 years and took that empire back her dad had lost it um and basically played the game of thrones and like got through a lot of people and like managed to to rule pretty hardcore and yet all historians talk about it, is she pretty and maybe invented a vibrator <laughs> with bees in it. And it just seems like a very <laughs> shitty like
1: well, everyone likes to downplay the role of
0: women. Women in history, yeah. yeah for sure. All right. Vibrators today are a billion-dollar market, and there is a lot of data to suggest that New Zealand holds 38% of all vibrator ownership. Mm. Huh. Um, I don't know, actually, where they got that number from. It was hard to find, like, what the initial research was. Like, I don't know if that's based off of sales or if it's based off of, like, uh, surveys. If it's based off of sales, I like to imagine there's actually just one person <laughs> <laughs> in New Zealand who has likes to go down the under, largest collection <laughs> yeah, that's not oh well uh, they, they wouldn't like that one I'm <laughs> sorry I'm very sorry um, <laughs> let's see so that that's kind of just fun little vibrator things alright dildos mm-hmm. so I was going to talk about the fact that yes there's a 30,000 year old dildo that was discovered um, and like it's kind of tricky figuring out dildos because we made a lot of I- iconography and like things like the mm. little statues and there are more than enough dick shapes being yeah. found out there. Um, but I think it's safe to say just like how many people who like having things inside their body have stories of just being like panic looking for something in their house to put inside them when they're like younger and stuff. I'm just going to guess that every single like statue that is penis shaped. Has been inside of a human body.
2: I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, that's fair. Somebody has if done If someone it. had access to it, they were probably mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Is <laughs> that this?
0: that poor kid just staring up at like the idol in their house being like, oh, oh. the family's not going to be home for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is for fertility. I don't know. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, I also looked into the origins of the, the word dildo. And technically, it doesn't have a like confirmed known origin. Um, There's a lot of theories around it. Uh, The Oxford English Dictionary they came to the conclusion that it's actually from. So there was a whole era of these um, popular ballads and like rhyme songs that kind of used babble talk in it. Mm. Um, And it like a very uh, easy to a a good example of that would be the Hey Diddle Diddle Mm. song, like Hey Diddle Diddle. Um, and so they they know there is a song that says the maid's complaint for want of a dill duel, and a dill duel was a seventeenth century like kind of term for a dick, and it was kind of like a playful yeah. thing. So the dill duel might be where we get dildo. <laughs> is that kind of like another name for sword fighting? The dill duel. I'm <laughs> here to deal- Ooh, just get get ready to do 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 do.
2: I'm glad uh, someone else was on that vibe. Yeah, it. Because I was just like, it. my brain was like, yeah, but I I was like, oh, no one's gonna care for a Yu Gi Oh no. reference. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drop a
0: Yu Gi Oh reference in our weird erotic uh podcast. Um, a hundred percent. So uh another theory about the origin is the Italian uh "diletto," which means delight.
3: Um, and then
0: i also just really enjoyed um the welsh word for dildo which is oh let me see if i can get it right caddyog caddyog which is fake penis (laughs) i love it the welsh are just like what do we call it fake penis got it right no (laughs) straight to the point you know what it is all right um so the phallus that they did find the three or thirty thousand year old uh dildo uh, was about 20 centimeters long so it's just a little less than 8 inches
3: okay yeah so I was like oh dope nice okay good
0: Good. gotta get that um let's see I had some more stuff I wanna ah so this is my last little thing uh so there is a town with about 200 people called dildo (gasps) it is in Newfoundland uh Newfoundland Labrador technically um, and they also have a dildo brewing company, which I would love to have a shirt that just says dildo yes. brewing. Uh, um, my dildos are brewing for you. My dildos <laughs> brewing. Hey, babe. I got some dildos brewing. Um, I mean, you can boil uh, some dildos. So, yeah. yeah, that is kind of, I could be brewing dildos.
1: Boil them for safety. Just boil a
0: saucepan of dildos. Dinner's almost ready.
1: <laughs> Sautéing the dildos. Sautéing
0: dildos. I love it. Just a quick rinse, and you're good to go. Okay. Um, (laughs) Every summer, the town holds a dildo festival Mm -hmm. in which the parade is led by a wooden statue of an old fishing boat skipper called Captain Dildo. And there are souvenir t-shirts you can get which say, I survived dildo days.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I want this shirt real bad.
0: Um, And then, I guess... Uh like obviously dildo was used as a term for like a cylindrical object for a while, like Just as it was kind of getting yeah. So I, I think something about like the the area that it's in like juts out so it looks like a big phallus essentially. Mm. Um and uh I found out that there are a lot of names around there that got changed. A lot of towns changed their name because they were kind of embarrassed. Dildo suck it out. They were like, no, it's funny, we're keeping it. No one here. There was like a couple people that were mad about it. But one of my favorite other towns, which is now called Dunfield, which is in Newfoundland as well, was originally Cuckold's Cave or Cuckold's they, Cove. They
1: fucked up. I know. Dunfield? Cuckold's cold. I know. Dumb. Dumbfield.
0: Dumbfield. More <laughs> like Dumbfield. You had Cuckold's Cove. Like, that's a
1: good name. Come
0: along into Cuckold's Cove. Yeah. Like, come on down to Cuckold's Cove.
1: Come get cucked in cuckles. Cove. Well, <laughs> Come get cold? cucked
0: in Cuckold's co- Cove.
1: Oh, God.
0: I, Lord. Can we make that shirt? Sure? It's not yeah. the name of the town anymore. So yeah, I feel like we can do that now. Okay, Written. Written. <laughs> Copy written. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we're going to have a shirt that says, Come get cucked in Cuckold's Cove. Yep. Got it. All right. Just wanted to be clear. Yep. Joyce, yep. you good yep. with that?
1: <laughs> I, oh, survi- uh, I survived getting cucked in Cuckled's
0: Cove. cove. I went to Cuckle's Cove and all I got was Cucked.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, that's, God.
0: One. Oh, that's good. Uh, God, it's good. All right. <laughs> I'm feeling real solid about that one. Shoot. All right. All right. I blasted through, but I, I just thought those were fun little facts that I, I was like gonna it. share.
1: I like your dildo facts. Mm-hmm. I like
2: it. We'll we'll talk about the t shirt. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Well. Welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name's Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I'll be your resident cryptid researcher bringing you the monster book report. As always, joining me is Jim.
1: Hey, I'm Jim. I'm here to rep the monster fucker and all of us, and I brought the monster porn.
2: Sweet. Also joining me is Coco. Hey, I'm Coco,
0: and I'm the layman and cryptids but I love to learn and fuck.
2: I love that too. All right, so let's, let's get on with this, this monster that hopefully I'll remember how to pronounce. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the Jirogamo or the Entangling Bride, Binding Bride, among many other names that we'll get into that aren't as nice. Um, the Jirogamo is a type of yokai, which is a supernatural entity, deity, demon, or spirit from Japanese stories or the Shinto religion. Um, A little interesting fact while I was researching, there's actually a big difference between a yokai and a yuri. Um, They're often confused. So yokai are usually defined as ghosts, but that isn't actually accurate. Um, As one source puts it, yokai represent all the mysterious things that people cannot imagine. So basically any phenomenon that people can't explain. Um, Whereas yuri represents the souls of someone who has passed away with unfinished business or regrets what we in the West would call a ghost. Yeah. Um, And uh, I just thought that was a little interesting. But yeah, the popularity of both of these things rose that the art of horror storytelling became a favored form of entertainment in the Edo period. Uh, The drogomo first appeared in literature during this time. The drogomo is a large shape-shifting spider creature that lures their victims by disguising themselves as a beautiful woman, only to reveal their true form when it's far too late. Uh, as far as descriptions go, the Jirogamo is either portrayed as a woman with spider legs, a giant spider, or a spider with a human face and long black hair. So, giant spider lady. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is said to use poisonous venom to kill her victims, weave silk strong enough to hold any person in her web, and control other spiders that may or may not breathe fire. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. L- little yeah. little baby fire. Little dragon. Spy- I know little dragon spites. <laughs> Uh, the Jirogma's favorite snack seems to be handsome young men. She draws them in with her seductive beauty and musical talent. Some sources say she is known to play a lute to distract victims. Hmm. Um, I think it's like a lute like instrument that's specific to Japanese culture, but um, it was hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm, well, we'll do my best with what Japanese words I have, but yeah, it was a little, but it basically was a lute. It was it was something else, um, you know, a Japanese word, a different Japanese word. Uh, brief content warning before I move on to the next bit. Uh, I am going to use some derogatory words that are usually referred to sex workers or people deemed promiscuous. So skip the next 30 seconds or so if that's upsetting to you. Um, the joro in Jorogomo translates to prostitute, but could also be a reference to women who waited on female royalty. Unfortunately, this means that sometimes they are referred to as the whore spider or harlot spider, rude. At least until more kanji was added to change the meaning to entangled bride or entangling bride. Before the name Jorogamo was used, there was a picture scroll from the 14th century that told the story of a shape-shifting spider that appeared to two warriors as a beautiful woman. She tries to trap them with balls of silk webbing but is unsuccessful and they stab her, rude. Uh, the next day, <laughs> <laughs> the next day, in her place was the corpse of a large, many-legged creature. They cut open the creature, and almost two thousand human heads fall out, along with baby spiders the size of children. In this tale, it's the a cre- big creature. It's a fucking big creature, yeah. Uh, She's in- like a tardis in her butt. <laughs> 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 um, in this tale, the creature is referred to the as the Yamagumo or mountain spider. Mm. Uh, yeah, so maybe like the predated, you know, the predecessor, if you will, to the jerogamo. Yeah. Um, in the story, things that ought to be pondered, even in urgent times, a young woman appearing to be about 19 or 20 years old appears to a youthful warrior taking shelter in an abandoned shack, which is full of spider webs. Uh, she tells the child she carries, him there surely is your father. Go forth and be embraced. Which is an interesting way to say that. Uh, the warrior sees through her ploy and realizes she is a yokai, strikes her with a sword, making her flee to the attic. The next day, he finds a dead Jorogamo spider in the attic, along with numerous bodies of people that the Jorogamo had devoured. Also near the creature's corpses was a statue of a child.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, Another story of the Jorogamo tells of the Mistress of the Joran Falls and supposedly occurred in Izu Sisoka, Sisoka? <laughs> In the tale, a man was resting at the foot of a waterfall when his feet were bound with very, uh, vast numbers of spider webs. To free himself, he cut the threads and tied them to a stump of a tree which was pulled from the ground into the water. After this incident at the Joran Falls, the villagers became afraid and stopped going to the waterfall. However, one day, a woodsman logger out from out of town, unaware of the story of the Joran Jurgoro Ooh, that's a lot of words. <laughs> Unaware of the story, of the Joran Jorogamo began cutting wood in the area. After he accidentally dropped his axe into the water, he dove into the pool to find it, and then a beautiful woman appeared and returned his axe, telling him to never tell anyone about her. While the logger kept his promise, he began to feel anxious about the incident, and one day, when he was drunk, he told of the secret. Next day, he went to sleep. He never woke up. So don't
1: snitches get stitches,
0: snitches get stitches Buck around, find out, fuck
2: <laughs> <laughs> around, found out. Um, in a variation of the story, of the Joran Falls, the logger falls in love with the woman, Jorogamo, and starts revisiting her every day. Um, but as time passes, he starts to grow weaker and weaker. A monk from a neighboring temple believes the logger has been trapped by the spider. And so he and the logger go to the waterfall together. And the monk reads a Buddhist sutra there. While the monk reads the suture, the spider threads appear from the pool and attempt to wrap themselves around the logger. But the monk shouts his Buddhist (laughs) shouts, (laughs) ah, shouts his Buddhist chant, and they disappear. Though the logger soon realizes that the woman was a spider, he cannot forget his love for her. And then he asks for help from a Tingu, uh, master of the yokai of the mountain. But the Tingu forbids his love. The logger was unwilling to give up his love for the drogomo. While running back to the waterfall, he is caught by the silk threads and finally falls into the water, never the surface again.
3: Oh. Very sad. Mm.
2: Quieted love. Um, there are many stories throughout Japan of a steer... There are many stories throughout Japan of a tree stump being pulled into the water in the place of the lumberjack from the previous tale. One such example is that of Kasha Kabuchi. Kabuchi? Kabuki. Not Kabuki. Kabuchi. Kashikobuchi. <laughs> in Sendai. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to apologize. Um, here, just after the stump is pulled into the pool, the lumberjack hears a voice saying, how clever, how clever. Mm-hmm. For this event, the area came to be called Kashikobuchi, which literally means clever abyss. Oh. Um, mm. In Kashikobuchi... The Jorogamo is worshipped as a goddess who protects people from drowning, and a monument and a small tori still stands at the location. Um, the golden orb weaver spider, among a few others, are often referred to as the Joro spider. These spiders can be found throughout Japan, except Hokkaido, in Korea, Taiwan, China, and since 2014, in northwest Georgia and west South Carolina in the North America. Yep. Um, actually, and they're making their way. They are west. making their way west and upward. Um, these spiders are quite big and can even eat small birds and bats. Uh, they're like three to four inch wide, like leg span, and their large orb webs are strong enough to hold like such prey. Um, but yeah, they are coming up, <laughs> so we might be seeing these bad boys.
1: But they're uh, like they're basically like just a beefier version version not virgin a beefier version (laughs) of the garden spider
2: yeah they they kind of have that vibe but like they're much bigger yeah like you know they're big as birds they're like you know think about the size of like a robin or something but a spider um (laughs) yeah according to the legend when a joro spider turns 400 years old it gains magical powers and becomes a jorogamo um Many think this spider is inspiration for the Dorogomo figure. Some historians also note women's place in the art of silk weaving, as well as the old fucking trope of women ensnaring men with their sexual wilds and all that bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but yeah, some trips and falls, but that's is Dorogamo.
1: I love this one.
2: I know. I know. You've been you've been waiting.
1: I know, I've been hounding for this one.
0: Say if you want to turn the mic a little more towards you. Screech. Screech. <laughs> Hi. Also, set. Uh-uh. I grabbed my Adderall.
2: <laughs> Whew, that, is a, that is a big mouthful for me.
1: Yeah, the, well. There's lots yeah, of
2: Japanese yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Drogamo. <laughs> Drogamo.
1: <laughs> <Do-do-do-do>.
0: <laughs> Drogamo. Do-do-do-do. Also, the big mouthful got me.
1: <laughs> oh, that was a big mouthful.
0: Oh. So I guess the question is, does the
2: drogmo um, fuck?
1: The drogmo doesn't only fuck, but the drogmo loves and wants to feel a connection, a real connection. Oh,
2: oh I'm excited
1: now. <laughs>
2: <sighs> that fucking tingu asshole.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So this story is called. Tangled Web by
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm already laughing.
1: Tangled Web by that Starlit Sky. And this was on um an archive of our own. Okay. All right. Coco, I had you as I, I had you as the as Django, didn't I?
0: Oh, does it to start yeah. off with the Yeah. Just human. Anything else I should know about this character other than human?
1: So my thoughts on this character are kind of, it it was really hard for me to try to like put into words how to describe the vibe that I got, but like imagine somebody who is kind of dopey, but not in like an overly dumb way, but just kind of like.
0: Maybe a little naive or something like naive.
1: Naive, not a himbo. I don't really get himbo vibes, but okay. like naive and kind of like soft boy. Okay. Is what I got. Like naive, soft boy, a sweet, just a, a naturally sweet person. Okay. All right. Why? Jongo asked. His throat tightening. Why do you ask? Is that what it says?
0: Yeah. Is why? Why do you ask? What about the other? The wrong.
1: Oh, weird.
3: Dro- oh. It should. Uh, well, Dro-gum-o. no, that's that- <laughs> that.
1: Boop, boop. <laughs> it. Uh, it should say, "Why do you take us?" Sorry, I must have copied over the wrong word.
0: No, it it definitely says, "Why do you take us?" This is me. <laughs>
1: okay. This is why I just took
0: my Adderall. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't read unless I am on medication. Oh. Anyway. <clears throat> why do you take
1: us? Because, Sand said, his head bowing. His red streaked hair fluttered over his eyes. I am lonely. I wish for what you have. A family. Someone to wait for me to return.
0: What about other...
1: Jongo asked. We are territorial, San replied. Our females kill and eat the males when we mate. I do not like the females. Jongo stared at his hands. He couldn't imagine it to be killed by the first woman he ever took to bed. He hadn't slept with many, only with the smith's daughter and one of the tavern girls when he had gone a little too deep into his cups after his father's death.
2: A little too deep in something.
1: Past that, he held off on his indulgences. The carnal pleasures of sex wasn't worth an early marriage, let alone dying for it. Oh wait. I asked my mother once. Sand spoke up. The clicking of his fidgeting legs had stopped, but his willowy fingers were curling around each other. Oh shoot, I forgot to say this is only like half the story. I had like it it was a long one, so I had to like cut it. So this is the second half of the story. Sweet. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) The clicking of his fidgeting legs had stopped, but his willowy fingers were curling around each other. She told me it doesn't hurt. She told me it doesn't hurt, because our venom makes it feel good. But I am not sure I believe it. How would she know? She has never been eaten.
0: I'm glad humans don't eat each other.
1: Jango said with a half smile. I envy that. Sand sighed. It must be nice.
0: You never? You've... Mm. You've never...
1: Jongo imagined San not If he, what he said was true, then San probably would not want to have sex with another Chirogamo. No, San said, watching the fire. But I have seen humans in the forest. Two men, hiding from others. They do it. Very differently, do they not? Jongo flushed. Yes, he thought numbly. He had indulged. Oh, he had indulged. Until the young man grew guilty and slept with the same woman enough times to get her pregnant. He got married and never looked at Jango again. They had two kids now. I saw it, and I wanted it, San said. But no Jorokomo male would want it, and no human would want me. The thought pushed into Jango's mind too fast for him to stop it. He imagined himself tangled in San's many legs. He wondered if Jorokimos had the same sex organs. In his abrupt fantasy, they did. And Jongo. He held his hand over the fire to check how hot it was, and prayed San hadn't seen him lapse. His heart was racing, and Jongo tried to push away the bud of curiosity that had sprouted in the dark part of his mind. His face felt hot, and there was a bubble of something familiar in his gut. He didn't understand why San's words had caused him to become aroused. It was foolish. It was scary. And yet, Jongo wasn't disgusted. He wondered if that made him disgusting. As Jango cooked, San watched. It was a good distraction from the invasive thoughts. Because after all, they were entirely different species. Jango shouldn't think of something like this. And yet, San's fangs were glinting in the firelight, where they jutted out over his lower lip. He wondered about the venom, if it really wasn't poison, and instead would make him feel good. Experimenting had always been one of Jongo's things. Until now, it hadn't made him feel embarrassed. Jongo ate alone, though he'd asked, San told him the rabbit was for him. So Jongo ate, while San watched. He tried to ignore the golden eyes on him, but his heart continued to pound like the beat of a hammer. By the time he'd finished his meal, Jongo was beginning to run out of excuses. Normally, he would hide somewhere to touch himself, but San was there. He had to wait until he fell asleep, and then he could get off as quietly as he could. He felt ridiculous. Would it be strange to say that I desire you? San questioned, and in truth, the answer was an absolute yes. But Jongo's flustered body said otherwise. He held on to his one excuse.
0: I don't see how it's possible.
1: Jongo simply replied,
0: We... We're not the same.
1: I know how, San said, his legs scratched along the floor. It wasn't a nervous gesture this time, and Jongo didn't know why it seemed like a hopeful one to him. I have thought about it. Jongo didn't know why he was feeling this, why he felt so hot. San was a monster, a creature who took him away from his home. And yet, He had to adjust the position of his knees to hide the distinct lump in his trousers. He was curious, frighteningly so. San took another step towards him. Jongle felt exposed. The spindly fingers on San's hand threaded into his hair. It felt good. Jongle leaned into the touch and closed his eyes. San? He said quietly. I'm afraid. San's fingers paused. Of me? He sounded sad, regretful. Of this, Jango admitted.
0: Of what I'm
1: thinking of. Sands' touch resumed. Do not be. If you wish, I will show you how our venom makes us feel. You can decide later. I will only give you a little. Let me see your hand. Jango stared down at his palms. He felt insane. He felt foolish. Yet he was curious. He held up his hand. Sand's twig-like fingers curled around his palm. Jongo thought about watching, but closed his eyes and waited. His heart pounded hard and fast. He felt the Gerogamo's breath on his palm. He gave in and peeked. Just as Sand sank a single black fang into the flesh of his palm, Jongo winced at the initial pain, and the instant, and the instant spread of hot fire into his veins. By the time San had pulled the fang out, the fire was already spreading down his arm. Heat. Heat and pleasure. Jongo gasped and clutched his hand against his chest. His mind spun. His body ached. Each pulse of his heart was a throb of something so hot, so erotic, that Jongo moaned as he fell onto his back. San's hands gently scooped him up, and the sensation of those fingers along his back left him squirming. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got distracted. Um, San.
1: Jongo begged.
0: S- San, Sam, please.
1: No, San whispered. When you come out of this, I will ask if you want this, but not now. Jongo whimpered. His skin was crawling, and he could swear he was covered in tiny spiders making their way beneath his clothes. He squirmed in the nest of webs, clutching his hand and wanting... Sand's hands had left him, and he didn't know where he'd gone. jongo could see the Drogamo Jango couldn't see the Dirgamo anywhere inside the cave. He'd been abandoned. His hand touched himself through his trousers through his trousers. But no <laughs> <laughs> thirsty. But no matter how many orgasms he pulled out of himself, there always seemed to be more. jongo wanted.
0: I want this venom.
1: Dang Jango.
2: <laughs> Calm the fuck down.
1: (laughs) Shoo-wee. He didn't know how long it took for the few drops of venom to leave his system. He faded in and out of delirium, calling out for sand when he woke, and moaning softly when he slipped into a gray half-sleep. When he came down from his high, he was tired, sweaty, and feeling very alone. His mouth was dry, and sand still wasn't inside the cave. Jango stumbled to his feet and followed the sound of trickling water. He didn't know if the spring water was safe, but he was thirsty enough that he swiftly swallowed two scoops in his cupped hands before he sat back against the lichen-covered rock. The damp leaked through his clothing, but it was pleasant. But it was a pleasant sensation after the heat that had filled his body. He remembered all of it, despite how out of it he'd been. He was grateful. Sand... San had promised to show him what it would feel like to experience his venom, and he'd done exactly that. He hadn't taken advantage of his delirium to enjoy Jongo's body. He smiled softly and ran a wet hand through his hair. He drifted off in the tunnel. The trickling of the stream and the coolness against his back was a gentle comfort. While he slept, San returned, and Jongo woke again to a panicked cry. Jongo! Jongo! San's voice was shrill, like the screech of an eagle. Jongo stumbled groggily to his feet. The scratches of San's legs were frantic, and the Drogomo's hidden and the Jirocomo's golden sclero were dominated by his black people. As Jongo stepped into the light, San spotted him, and the tapping and clicking paused for only a moment. Jongo San sighed in relief. He rushed to him, a flurry of legs, and his hands pulled Jongo off his feet. He hugged him tightly and cradled him against his chest. Jongo flushed and patted his shoulder.
0: I went to get a drink and fell asleep by the spring,
1: Jango admitted.
0: Sorry for worrying you.
1: I thought you had tried to climb out, San said, still, hold- still holding him close. The floor looked so far away, but Jango didn't feel scared. I thought I made a mistake. I'm fine, Jango replied. I had to leave you. I did not trust myself. It's okay. The spot where San's fang had cut into his palm had already scabbed over. He brushed it with his thumb. It was still tender and sent a prickle of need sliding through him. He laid his head on San's shoulder and closed his eyes.
0: San, if if you wanted to to do that with me, it's okay.
1: Jongo said quietly. Are you not afraid? San asked. No. Jongo said, and he was being honest this time. I trust you. San's hand stroked through his hair, and Jongo suppressed a shiver. He wondered if enough of the venom was still in him to make him touch sensitive. We will go somewhere comfortable, San said. Then he twisted and deposited Jongo onto his back. Jongo held on, not even worried when Sam began to climb the thread toward the web above their heads. The spider silk mural of the sky peeled out before Jango's eyes once more. He climbed without hesitation onto it and felt his way over to one of the fluffier clouds and sat down. His head was racing and a nervous hum was running through him. The first time he'd been up here, San had held his hands and said he'd hoped someday Jango wouldn't be afraid when he touched him. Jongo was trembling now, but it wasn't from fear. San stepped over him. His figure blocked out the light from the glowing mushrooms on the ceiling. Jongo leaned away and fell back against the silk cloud. San's long fingers laid on either side of his head. Up close, his golden sclera reminded him of a sunrise. His dark hair hung from his forehead like a curtain. Are you certain? San asked, his voice whisper quiet. Jongo nodded and held up his hand. San took it between his hands and traced the scab still on his palm. Did you like it? San asked, studying his palm. Yeah. Yeah, Jongo admitted. I will give you more this time, Sans said. Then he leaned down and licked over Jongo's hand. He shivered. The Jorogamo's tongue was hot and damp. It was long, too. Jongo watched it stretch and curl like a dark snake as it tasted his skin and licked over his fingers. Jongo tried not to think about Sans' tongue in other places. Jongo saw his fangs glint just before both of them punctured into his wrist. This time, San didn't pull his fangs out right away. He waited, and Jango felt the burning slide through his blood with the white-hot intensity of a mountain river.
3: Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> Jango gasped. Sand let go. Heat filled his body. Jango was on fire. His body pulsed and thrummed, and he nearly screamed at how painfully turned on he had become. He scrambled for the tie of his shirt. His body was too hot for clothes, too hot for anything. With trembling fingers, he stripped off his shirt and threw it aside. The silk against his bare back had him squirming. Sam's, Sam, <laughs> oops, Sam's ham.
0: <laughs> also, I just got to say, I love how in like every erotica, there's always a moment where someone's like, my bone is so hard. It hurts.
2: <laughs> Painful. Like, you my know. dick's going to pop. Ever had a painful boner before? I no, I don't think I have. You missing out. Uh, They always felt good. (laughs) (laughs) It's been painful before.
1: No, yeah, I've heard. I've heard of painful boners. I've heard of I've heard of like painful you you orgasm and you orgasm so hard that your that your balls hurt.
0: That one I haven't experienced. I have orgasm so hard that I I thought for a brief moment, that I was going to pass out, <laughs> I've just <been> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it like spraying so hard, it's like, like a uh, the fucking pink stuff from yeah. uh, oh Ghostbusters. My <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god!
1: Your love,
3: <laughs>
1: oh that's good. All right, sorry. <laughs> san's hands held onto his biceps and kept him from moving jongo moaned weakly at the sensation as he kicked off his pants with a frightening amount of desperation i gave you too much Sam breathed i'm sorry i should don't jongo gasped his fingers scrabbling against san's arms in an effort to grip them his nails didn't even scratch his exoskeleton
0: Sam, please, don't leave. Shh.
1: Sam stroked his sweaty bangs from his eyes, and Jango trembled at the touch. He could feel every little hair at the tip of Sam's fingers, the hairs that helped him stick to walls and webs. With one arm now free, Jango reached up and grabbed Sam's tangle of black hair. It felt coarse and silky in his fingers. He pulled his head down and met him in the middle. Mindful of the Jorogamo's fangs, Jango licked over his lips. He tasted strange, earthy, and pungent. Jongo didn't hate it. Sam paused only for a moment before suckling on the tip of Jango's tongue. Slowly, he became more desperate. The tingling along his skin took on a new intensity. He could feel spiders all over him, tiny, crawling spiders that nipped and bit and touched and scratched. He, when he looked, nothing was there, but he felt them. He clutched the back of Sam's neck and whimpered.
3: Please,
1: he gasped. Please. Can you wait? San whispered, his fingertips stroked down his back. Each sensation had him shivering. Jongo craved more. No, Jongo replied. San laughed softly. You will have to sit still. Jongo whined as San stopped touching him. He gripped onto the woven silk cloud and yanked it against himself. He rolled in it as a feeble attempt to keep his body from sending him a thousand sensations at once. The silk felt good. He rolled his hips into it and moaned pathetically. It wasn't enough, but he kept rutting and looked up to see what Sam was doing. Up on the wall, Sam was building a new web. He he pulled silk from the back of his abdomen and stretched it in a large starburst from the surface of the mural up to the ceiling. It already touched both walls. Jongo watched him work, knowing the web was for him. San worked quickly. Within a few minutes, the web was set up and supported by no less than 30 shiny strands of silk. San climbed across the web, weaving in the structure, creating something that resembled the spider webs that Jongo was more familiar with. He watched, hypnotized, and feeling his body burning as he kept rolling his hips into a silk cloud. He's basically fucking a pillow right now. It
2: does seem that way, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The texture was delightful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I think of first whenever I'm fucking. Is just like, man, the texture on this is great. This is delightful. This is delightful texture.
1: <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't be an, a bad thing to hear from a lover. It's a, delight- it's a delightful texture. Yeah, you have a delightful texture. I'm like, oh, thanks. I feel
0: like if somebody <laughs> said that. I myself. Yeah. I feel like if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, "What? All right, yeah, okay."
1: <laughs> nice. It's got a good mouth feel. The texture was delightful. It brought him so close to the edge, but kept him just beneath it. Jonko resisted the urge to touch himself. When San had finished the web, he returned for Jonko. He scooped him up in his arms and climbed up the web. He pressed his back into the center, and Jongo felt the distinct sensation of stickiness. His legs went next, spread akimbo, and leaving him open. His arms were stretched out next to him, leaving him trapped in an eagle-spread position. He tugged on his wrists, but the sticky web held fast. San hovered in front of him, held up by his eight spider legs. His hands were left free to touch Jongo's face and stroke the hair from his eyes. Jongo trembled, and the web shuddered with him. San leaned closer. His tongue slid past his lips. Stretching longer than a foot, Jongo felt a wild urge, a repulsive yet desperate desire. San's tongue licked over his lips, and Jango didn't hesitate to part them. San's hot tongue slid into his mouth, and Jango whimpered around it. He licked over the bottom, tasting and sucking on every inch the Jorokumo gave to him. San watched him, his pupils blown with desire with a lust jongo had never seen in a creature like him it made him feel wanted and jongo wanted more he swallowed as sand's tongue slid further down his throat he gagged but swiftly adapted to the sensation he held his breath focused on the feeling of sand's tongue down his throat he groaned weakly around it sand gasping and he never once took his eyes off jongo's lips watching him swallow his tongue jongo whimpered as sand's hands began to explore his body he felt every finger and the subtle pressure of each one. He traced his collarbones and down his pectorals. Jonko choked when San's fingers touched his nipples. His hypersensitive body turned the delicate brush the fingertips of the Jorokomo's fingertips into something on the cusp of unbearable. San's tongue slid from his mouth. Allowed to breathe, Jongo moaned on every exhale. The sounds grew louder the more San played with his nipples. He squirmed and tugged at the sticky web but they were as solid as shackles. Each movement of San's fingers sent another storm of tiny spiders along his body. His moans swiftly turned into cries, and his cock twitched desperately for release. He tried to roll his hips, but... but, He tried to roll his hips out, but only succeeded in making the web shake. Oh, yeah. Okay. San! Jonko sobbed. Sand, please. (laughs) It's dying.
0: I gotta get it right, Joyce.
1: It Uh, was sobbed. You have to do with with meaning. uh, The feeling.
2: Sobbing. Just give him the D already. Geez. Yeah,
1: no, enough teasing.
2: crying. He's literally crying.
1: (laughs) Shh. Sand whispered in his ear. He stopped playing with his nipples, but the pulses of white hot need remained with every heartbeat. Django whimpered and felt the warm sensation of Sand's tongue on his cheeks, lapping up his tears. When his eyes cleared, he crimpled. He, he trembled. When his eyes cleared, he trembled. Though he'd stop. Hey.
0: Speak in. in yeah.
1: Hello. Hi. This is like
0: an... you slowly start turning more.
1: <laughs> well, because, way. like, it's hard to read. I know. And, and look. It's, it's a pain. Just, yeah. Sorry. just getting lost in the sauce. I'm not even paying attention to the fact that this is an audio medium.
0: He's crying out loud. He's
1: crying.
0: I'm going to have to get everybody headphones so that way you can hear your own voice more. Yeah, but wouldn't it be
1: echoey? Wouldn't I do that? Because if it does, then I wouldn't be able to handle it.
2: You get used to it. (laughs) You do get used to it. I have a splitter, you know, so we could split the headphone because like my USB mixer thing has a headphone port. Some head puts. It
0: puts. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go on.
1: Though he'd stopped asking the hows when San had dosed him with his venom, he had his answer. In the middle of the area where San's torso met his abdomen, a space had opened up a phallus, dark and long.
0: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Here it is, folks. Open sesame.
3: What
1: a
2: convenience that probably is. Just to like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, because there, there are a lot of animals that they just have it inside a sheath and it's mm-hmm. not there when mm-hmm. you don't need it.
0: Be nice. I mean, yeah. Be nice.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to be slapping around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just... I can run full speed naked without detriment. <laughs> <laughs> detriment. <laughs>
1: A phallus, dark and long, curved upwards from the place that had once held perfectly smooth exoskeleton. It was similar in shape to that of a human's, except that it tapered to a thin point with a small hole at the tip that expanded and contracted. Something wet was coming out of the tip. It dripped down in clear fluid to the thick base and clung to the skin. I desire you, Jongo. Sand breathed, and Jongo could only nod. The Jorogamo had sex organs. Jango knew how this was going to happen. It didn't make him any less turned on.
2: And Jango's mom didn't raise no fool, Django's I guess. mom didn't raise
1: no <laughs> fool. I don't know where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> the shift of web and the soft scratch of spider feet announced Sans' departure. Jango tried to see where he was going, but his head was still stuck on the web. He closed his eyes and listened trying to keep in his needy whimper Sorry. It's like in or out. Just decide what you're going to
2: do. Grip it and rip it.
1: <laughs> he closed his eyes and listened, trying to keep in his needy whimpers. He felt more than he saw San's return. He had gone to the other side of the web, spider feet brushed along his back. He gasped and then felt the touch of hands on the backs of his shoulders. They they were upside down. San was above him. His hands slid down, down to the small of his back and down to the backs of his thighs. Jango gasped softly as the hands turned upwards. His ass cheeks parted. While he was unprepared for the penetration, the tapered shape of the Jirogamo's slick cock kept it from hurting. The tip slid inside first. Sans' breathy whimper sang into his ear. He pushed deeper when Jongo's body allowed him to. He pushed deeper when Jongo's body allowed him to, and adjusted to each stage of the stretch. So- nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Take your Just time. Take no time. need to rush.
1: And it's tapered, so it's basically like one of those one of the big
0: cones. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh Jango
2: is down to climb. He's, yeah, no, he's yeah, begging Django's for right. it. So I'm sure it's literally no problem. crying. For he's, it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. No. I'll make it work.
1: <laughs> You're so warm, Sand moaned. His arm slid around Django's front and clutched him back against his chest. Oh Django. Jongo's body throbbed with pleasure. His ass ached, but it was a distant feeling. Inside of him, he felt the twitching tip of the drogamos cock. The slick slide of the wet substance coating it helped push it inwards. Sand's hips eventually touched his thighs. Jongo felt his phallus press up against the inside of his stomach and jut out before it curved of its own accord and slid into place. The movements of it stroking him in places he didn't know could be touched had Jango trembling. It pulsed, and something wet slid down the backs of his thighs. San moaned again. Jirokimo's did not thrust. The length inside of him expanded and contracted, pressing and releasing every sensitive area inside of him again and again. Jango trembled, his body clenching hard around San's pulsing cock. The, ga- the cave filled with their moans. Jango felt the visceral need to come and rutted his hips backwards into San's body. San... Jongo moaned.
0: Touch me. There. Down there. Please.
1: San reached down and wrapped his fingers around Jongo's cock. In, ex- in an explosive reaction, Jongo clenched hard and the pulse of San's cock grew more intense. He felt it like a rapid heartbeat, like a slow vibration slowly pushing him towards an edge he was eager to run to. It took barely 10 strokes and Jongo was coming his body shuddered around the length of sand's cock San held him closer tight enough that jongo could tight enough that jongo almost couldn't breathe Chewy.
0: <laughs> rock and roll all right
1: when sand came it was with a moan and the biggest longest expansion of his cock yet jongo felt his stomach bulge outwards and the stretch of the jerogamo inside of him pressed against his sensitive Prostate.
0: (laughs) 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 What a dramatic pause. (laughs) Drum roll, (sighs) please.
1: Prostate. He whimpered. Sam's grip on him slowly released, and his fowls began to slide out of him. He felt the drips down his thighs and shuddered. You are perfect. Sam breathed in his ear.
0: Unstick me.
1: Jongo banded. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Is that what you say after you've been penetrated? Unstick me, please. (laughs) Unstick
1: me. Sand laughed softly and reached for the pressure points, keeping him locked into place. As Jonko came undone, he clung to the web like ropes and turned around. On the other side of the web, Sand watched him. He looked nervous. Jonko stuck his head through one of the broad gaps and dropped his head onto his shoulder.
0: Take me to the nest.
1: Jongo requested, feeling exhausted. I wish to stay here a moment longer, San said. Jongo hummed and clung to the web holding him up and leaned against San's chest. Is there another sheet? Oops. D- I just say okay. Okay. He said quietly. He fell asleep like that, and when he woke, groggily, hours later, he was cradled in the Jirogomo's arms on a pile of woven silk clouds.
2: Okay, I have I have a thing mm-hmm. to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: His fucking stomach was like bulging. Yeah, that's like
0: that. I don't I mean is that. Healthy? Have,
2: is that fine?
0: Well, have you ever seen? Um, oh, this is telling on my end. Have you ever seen like porn where people are putting giant dildos inside them? Like you can see. Yeah.
2: I mean, I have seen it, I guess, but every time I do see it, I ask the same question. I'm like, is that okay? That seems like... mm -hmm." Uh,
0: Yeah, it can happen with just a penis as well. It's had to be a pretty big
2: penis, I
3: would
0: say.
1: Basically, Mm -hmm. it it helps that if a person is very thin and they don't have like any extra on their tummy, Mm -hmm. because like when I was very thin, yeah, you could see it. Not now, obviously.
0: (laughs) Um huh. Yeah. Totally fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I I'm I'm a cautious person when it comes to that stuff. And I'm always like, you know, I have to fight through all the uh terrible invasive thoughts as I mm-hmm. try to get in the mood for uh butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. So yeah, like the idea of like it's poking through his belly is just like, hmm. but
1: that's fine. So, would y'all smash?
2: Didn't they say that the um uh, penis was had a tip, like a sharp tip?
1: No, it wasn't sharp. It was just tapered. Was
2: tapered. Okay.
0: So, so it was kind of like a cone. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Cone like cone shape. A yeah. Plug. yeah. Yeah. So it's you can ease it in. Yeah.
2: I don't know all the spider legs and the webs and stuff and the fangs. I don't like. I like a little biting. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't know I don't want someone's like teeth actually inserted into my body.
1: So is that a no? No smash. I, I don't think so. Okay,
2: but I would say per the the lore and like the story or whatever of the Drogomo, they can like transform and shit. Like maybe if they weren't like him, like. Half spider form, sure. Mm.
1: You know, more of this like a, like a sort of like insecty sort of man.
2: Yeah,
0: thing. like,
2: like there's like megalo- I'm really enjoying
0: watching you just disc- like wiggling back and forth, insecty <laughs> sort of man. <thing.
3: laughs>
2: yeah, I think that would be fine. But like you know, if it's got like a spider abdomen and shit, I'm. I don't think I could get past that. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of spiders, if that kind of helps.
0: Yeah, so I don't think so.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Coco?
0: I mean, the actual sex sounded fun, but yeah, big spider might throw me off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess i'd have to see
1: yeah the
0: human half
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: <laughs> if the human half was my type i could probably move past the spider
1: bear. yeah if the human half was hot
0: do mm-hmm.
1: you just you just have you know binocular vision mm-hmm. tunnel vision on the human part right yeah yeah,
2: yeah. You some horse blinders, yeah. Uh Horse
1: blinders, so you only see like the hot human torso and face. Oh, I look down, I look down. Uh Oh, no, boner going away.
2: (laughs) But I guess if you get per this story, if you get the venom, like you're not gonna care that much, you
0: just yeah, you're so horny that you're just like, give it to me. I'm down for the venom. That sounds like fun, yeah, yeah. Get a, I think it's called ecstasy. <laughs> 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 kind of feel like there's stuff crawling on your skin and you want to fuck real bad. Yeah, I think that's called ecstasy. I think or, that uh, too, though. Wallet. I don't
2: think I like the idea of the, the feeling that there's stuff crawling on my skin. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be good. Like, no. I like to get a little high and then, you know, put stuff places. <laughs> but like, I don't want to feel like, oh, God, there's stuff crawling on my skin. Yeah. That's not sexy to me. Okay. No.
1: No, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. totally fair. That's valid. Yeah. I think I would, I think I would fuck San because I imagine their human part to be hot.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. yeah. that's what I was <laughs> Again,
2: picturing. Yeah. Yeah. Jiro, or J- Nope. That's not right. Jirogumo. Jirogumo <laughs> sorry. Again, the research, like there was somebody who said it bad and it got my brain. I'm like, no, but they, um, the standard is they are an attractive person. That's yeah. part of their allure. That's how they get you. That's how they get you.
1: Yeah. Now, the one where it's like just a big spider with a wig, no. <laughs> wig. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: No, no. Yeah, I don't like that one yeah, so much. No. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, there's I mean, lots of interesting like depictions and like old wood block prints and stuff. of. Really struggle. Come and get you. Yay. Yeah. Ad fuck. Okay. Okay. Well, hey. Thank you all for listening. Uh, As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, it's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. At Instagram, it's love at first sighting. You will have to type our names in exactly. um, You know. um, And share with us. Sorry. (laughs) And share with your friends. You know, look us up. Add us on all that stuff. Share with your friends. Um, You know, we have a website, lafspod.com. You can find some about us. You can find our CryptoCupid form where you can submit. You can give us feedback. You can send us something else someone else wrote. Anything that would be rad. We also have a Patreon and all sorts of rewards and benefits. And we're always adding and thinking of new things to put on there. Any little bit helps. You know, we're doing this out of the love of the game. So, you know, a little (laughs) bit of uh, extra cash would help. Um, find us on anywhere where you listen podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you'll leave us a review. Good, bad, the ugly. We don't care. We just need some reviews so more people can see us. Um, yeah. And Tell your friends. Tell yeah. your friends. Word of mouth, baby.
0: Keep spreading the
1: word. I'm Fuck yeah, spread it. News.
0: Spread it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: Spread it like a jerogamo. Spread them cheeks.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but think about being stuck on the web. Ooh. See, uh, yeah, yeah. like
0: you're back into bondage. Zone. I know a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of restraint is fine.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's into that, but again, don't want spiders crawling on my body. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did I did I say all the things? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think okay. I said all the things. I did all the things. All right. Watch Shadow sweeties.
1: Stay horny, babes.
0: It's time to
1: do 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 <laughs> uh,
0: <love ya. sighs>